Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hello, friends. So I am sitting down to batch record a bunch of episodes because you are likely listening to this after I have had surgery on my tongue. Um, so it's kind of like the craziest thing and, um, it doesn't necessarily (laughs) tie in completely to what I'm going to talk to you guys about today, but, um, I did want to give everyone an update for those of you that have been following my health journey and just in general been part of my community and my audience and maybe someone on my team or a client, um, just to kind of give you an update and, a little bit more understanding because of course I'm not going to air my dirty laundry all over social media. But uh, I do know there are people that have been praying and have checked in on me and I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I covet those prayers. (laughs) I really do appreciate it. But, But yeah, so just a little backstory. Um, this has been going on for quite a few years now, and it is the strangest thing, uh, considering I am not a smoker. I am not a heavy drinker. Like in fact, right now I'm not drinking any alcohol, um, and haven't been for quite some time. And so it's just really, um, interesting to me that this keeps happening. And it's kind of this, this, concept of, I know why it's happening. (laughs) Um, but, um, it's to me, it's like a spiritual battle that has become physical. And so anyway, regardless of your beliefs, I am grateful you're here. I'm grateful you're part of my, you know, virtual community. And for those of you that are you know, part of my community and network in person. I'm grateful for you as well. But I know that, you know, when, when someone we care about is going through something, we kind of want to know like the details and what's going on and all the things. And so, um, I can't even remember, I want to say it was like 2018 or 2019. I went to the, um, I went to the dentist and they noticed there was, um, some kind of almost like a callus on my tongue. So it was like this white, you know, thing. And, you know, that can kind of happen from damage. Like if you bite your tongue, it can happen from, you know, a variety of things. But for me, they were just concerned, you know, that it would turn into cancer essentially. And so there's all these different phases of, 
what's called dysplasia. And this was all new to me. Like I had no idea, you know, what, what it was and what they were talking about. And even when my dentist suggested I have it looked at by an oral surgeon, I was like, what? Like, I, I just thought it was like, you know, and I even told him, I was like, yeah, I keep getting this ulcer in this spot. It's kind of weird, you know? And, um, and another thing is I have MS, I have multiple sclerosis. And so the left side of my body is apparently a little bit weaker than the right side. And it's not super noticeable, but, um, sometimes I'll like trip on things or whatever, you know, I don't pick my foot up as good, but my tongue it like when I, if I was to stick out my tongue, it's kind of funny, like it goes to the left. And so for, you know, quite a few years now, it'll rub on my teeth. And so I believe that that is a big part of why the actual physical, you know, act of there's something on my tongue, like it's rubbing against my teeth when I talk and all the things, whatever. So anyway, um, I get it biopsied from this oral surgeon and he is, you know, basically like, well, you know, well, actually I take that back. Hold on. I went to the first oral surgeon I went to, I got an opinion, you know, from him. He looked at it and he was like, we got to do surgery. We got to get it out of there and all this kind of stuff. And I was like traumatized, you know, just by hearing him say it, it, it wasn't that he had good, he, it wasn't that he didn't have good bedside manner, but kind of like, he was just very much like pretty like blunt to the point you know, all this thing. And I was just sitting there like, like about to burst into tears. You know, this was the first experience I had had with it. And I'm just sitting there like, what? Like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, no, no, no. So anyway, so I leave there. I, um, I had it biopsied. They said that it was not cancerous, but it was, um, mild to moderate dysplasia which is basically what happens to when your cells, the tissue starts to change and become, um, you know, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but basically abnormal, you know, it's abnormal tissue cells that are on a path to eventually develop into cancer. And of course, you know, <laughs> every doctor I've seen and surgeon and dentist is like, do you smoke? Do you dip? Do you, you know, are you a heavy drinker? All this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this is ridiculous. Um, and so anyway, it's kind of this like weird, like unknown, like, why is this happening? She, you know, cause to them on the outside looking in, it's like, she's a relatively healthy young mother, you know, and even my surgeon, who is like the best of the best is like, I see so many women your age coming in and it just makes you wonder, right? Like, what is it that we all have in common? What is the common denominator? But anyway, I digress. My point being, um, I eventually led to surgery and, um, it was <laughs> probably one of the most traumatic recoveries I've ever been through. Um, because you know, you can't speak. And I was, terrified that once I did start speaking again, you know, um, would I have a lisp? You know, would I sound okay? And I do kind of have one. <laughs> a lot of people probably can't notice it, but I notice it, right? Like I can tell, and I have to really enunciate certain words so that I don't, um, you know, have a lisp. And then when I get tired too, right? So anyway, um, you know, this is, I'm about to have a surgery tomorrow on the exact same problem. This will be the third surgery. 
And luckily this time we're hoping to just have to do like a little bit of scalpel work and then laser removal on the left side of my tongue. But what's interesting to me is that every time this has happened, it's been on the brink of something pretty big in my life about to happen. And usually around the time of, oh, I I was kind of like being attacked, I guess, like from all, all angles, right? Like financially, um, you know, or, you know, in my marriage or with, you know, my health or with my business or whatever, right? It was almost like all of these things were starting to go wrong. And I believe that our bodies react in a physical way to an emotional problem, right? It's kind of like that concept of like why some people struggle with like emotional eating. And I myself have fallen prey to that, that, you know, I've gained weight and all this kind of stuff. That's a different story. But um, it's just been kind of this unique journey in that I'm not at all happy about it. I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm grateful for the journey. Like, that's not what I mean. But what I mean is that I've learned. I've I've grown through it. And, you know, I wanted to have this conversation today because I think so many people, you know, whether it's their marriage or, you know, relationships or their health or their business, you know, they get to a place where they feel like everything has gone wrong or is going wrong. And, so many times because of that, they just stop chasing after the dream. You know, they stop working towards this vision of, of what they thought they were trying to build or thought could change their life because too many setbacks have happened. Right. And, you know, I just find it so interesting that when you look around at the most you know, successful people or someone just, I guess, maybe someone that you admire. It's like what we see on, you know, the perfectly curated squares on Instagram or on social media, or just like when you hear them on a podcast or speak on stage, we feel like, you know, I'll never get to that place. You know, I'll, I could never have that, that thing, or I could never, you know, start that podcast or I could never pivot and do something completely different. Um, but, or even just chase after, you know, maybe you give up too soon, you know, you give up too soon on your dream or your goal because life gets in the way or you feel like, well, it's kind of too late for me. And I just want to, share with you guys a story that I recently heard that has really changed my thinking. And I'm literally like saying to myself, right? Like I'm at this place where literally I feel like, like Satan is trying to actually silence me, right? Like physically silence me because he sees the good that is not only already happening, that has happened in the past, you know, for the last however many years I've been dealing with this, but he's scared of what can potentially happen, right? And what where my business is going. And so it's just kind of interesting 
that I started, I stumbled upon this book. I, you know, I've, I'm always listening to podcasts. You know, I'm always like on my walk. I walk every single day and I'm I'm listening to podcasts. I'm trying to better myself. But not only that, but I'm trying to take action, right, on what I hear. And um, recently someone mentioned the book Three Feet from Gold. And I was like, huh, that's, you know, that's interesting. And she kind of talked about the story of it. And so I want to encourage you guys. I'm you know, in the middle of the book, I am not at all finished with it, but I wanted to share that story with you guys today because I think, you know, so many times we face a struggle or we get discouraged and it's not that those people who give up on their dreams, you know, didn't have what it took or weren't capable, weren't worthy weren't, didn't have the right skill set, didn't have enough time. It has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is the fact that they gave up, right? Have you ever heard people say to you, like, the only way you can fail is by quitting, you know, or by giving up? And that's kind of (laughs) what this story is about. So this is, this story comes from a Napoleon Hill um, book, And you can get the three feet from gold, or it's also in his Think and Grow Rich book as well, uh, which is a very famous book. So if you have not heard of it or you have not read it, you might as well go order it on Amazon or pick it up at Barnes & Noble or your local bookstore, wherever you like to shop, or just check it out from the library. But I wanted to share this with you because I thought um, this was worth a listen. So, you know... What's interesting to me about this story is it is based on a true story. And um, it's, again, coming from Three Feet from Gold. And it's about um, an uncle of R.U. Darby. He was caught by gold fever in the gold rush days. And so apparently he goes, he buys this land, and this he mines it, you know, and he, it's this concept of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, when people were finding gold and they were striking gold and mining, it was like everyone had that kind of like dream of what could be, right? Like he literally staked a claim. He went to work with a pick and a shovel, but he had no idea what he was doing, right? He was just like, I'm going to strike gold. And so after weeks of labor, he was rewarded by a discovery of gold. He, f- he found some. Um, so he, he needed like machinery to bring it to the surface um, and all this kind of stuff. And so long story short, because um, I want you to just get the book so you learn <laughs> more about it. Um, he didn't know what he was doing. You know, he, d- he had no idea what he was doing. And he, you know, he mined, he, he got a little bit of gold, right? But he, it kind of like went away. Like there was no more gold. He kept digging and digging. There was no more gold. He had invested in like machinery and all this kind of stuff. And he was basically like frustrated, you know, he kept digging and digging and eventually just gave up. Like he literally was just like, okay, you know what? (laughs) This is not worth it. Maybe that's all I'm going to find in this area. But there were a couple of key things that came into play. One, he was not educated on, you know, the equipment. He wasn't educated on the process. He didn't know about, 
you know, the veins of it and, you know, how, how it would run in the ground and just kind of assumed it was more like this pot of gold. And once you strike it, you've struck it and you'll have all this, these riches, right? Well, because of this, he decided to quit and he sold all of his machinery and like literally everything he, he that <laughs> he sold all of it, the land, all of it to a man for just like a few hundred dollars and took the train back home. And what's interesting to me is the man that he sold it to realized that, um, you know, well, first of all, he called in a mining engineer because he wanted someone, an expert to come in, look at the mine, do some calculating and kind of like advise him, you know, what went wrong? Is there still potential and all this kind of stuff? And so this engineer advises him that the project had failed because the owners were not familiar with the fault lines. Okay. Meaning that he had drilled through the line of gold and not down it. And if based on his calculations, he showed him that the vein was found just three feet from where Darby had started, or excuse me, had stopped drilling. That is exactly where it was found. And so this couple hundred dollars, right? This junk that this man like sold, all this equipment um, turned out to be worth millions of dollars in ore from this mine. Because he knew, right, that if he sought out an expert, instead of just diving in head first, right, that it was probably, you know, there was probably something to it. And so the reason why I love this story is because just, I just want you to imagine, right, if tomorrow, next week, or 10 years from now, your dreams finally become your reality. You know, we get so wrapped up in the struggle and the roadblocks and the heartache and the frustration that we sometimes start to listen to those things that are going wrong and view them as like a sign, right? That, oh, this wasn't meant for me. You know, someone else can have success, but it's not meant for me. Imagine now if you gave up just a few days before it happened, right? What would you miss out on in life, right? The life that you would have versus what you would miss out on. Maybe the opportunities you wouldn't be able to afford, the donations you couldn't give, the nonprofits that never get started, the adoptions that never get funded, the trips you never get to take or earn the experiences your children never have because you gave up too soon. And so I just want to encourage you guys today because I'm literally going into another surgery that I've had to walk through. This is going to be the third time. And I know it's not going to be easy. I know the recovery is going to suck. I'm going to have to go to physical therapy to teach me like what to do with my tongue. It's going to be incredibly painful because just you have so many nerves in your tongue. And 
there are so many things and so many, I think people that would say things like, you know, it's a sign, you know, or like things keep going wrong. I should just give up. And instead, don't look at it like it's a setback or look at it like a failure when things don't go your way or things go wrong or or life, you know, <laughs> messes with you and there's roadblocks and things are going to happen, you know, with your health and, and your home and, you know, your tires are going to have to be replaced. Your things are going to come up that you aren't expected or excuse me, that you aren't expecting. And I just want you to remember that you have no idea when you're finally going to meet, you know, your pot of gold, right? Your, your dream reality. You have no idea. None of us are able to predict the future. Only God knows what's in store for us. And it's like that, um, that picture, if you've probably seen it, floating around on social media that's got a little child holding on to this little tiny teddy bear. And it's got, a, you know, Jesus standing in front of the child with this massive teddy bear behind his back. And it's this concept of like, we want to hold on to, you know, things that we have, we're like desperate and, and we're just like, no, but this is okay. Like I'm comfortable here. We don't want to let go of those things. And we don't want to trust that the process and trust in him. And when we do, so many incredible things will happen. And so while I don't want to say disregard the fact that, yeah, I'm going to have to take some time off, you know, I'm going to have to step away from my business for a little while and rest and recover and literally physically, you know, step away, you know, take care of myself because I'm not going to be able to speak for a little while. And, um, you know, while that is very real, and hard. And I know that, you know, I'm not trying to say that when really tough things happen in your life, you, you can't slow down or step away. But what I do want to encourage you is that focus on whatever your goal is, right? Like, why is it that you started your business? You know, why are you do, you know, focused on your health? Don't think about, you know, the, the, the hard things that come up and instead focus on, where it is that you want to go, because it may take you 10 years. It may take you 20 years. It may take you 10 days. I have no idea what your goals are, but at the end of the day, we don't know where the road leads and we don't know at what stop, right? Or what place in life we're finally going to arrive. But what we do know and what we can control is our attitude and our efforts. And so this is just some encouragement today to focus on that three feet from gold and that, yeah, life can be really hard, but you can also create a beautiful life and who knows, one day your journey and your struggles may inspire others to keep going when they feel like giving up. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. 
As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.